Um, a little bit about our story. Again, I'm going to talk about this all the time because I know we have guests with us um, every week. But uh, we saw in uh, 2018, we saw, uh, I had a picture, a vision in my mind about um, New Wave Church. Saw some uh, tracks on the ground in this open vision. And God told me in this vision, hey, Chris, put your ear to the tracks. Hear the uh, subtle noises of a train coming, but not, not one coming down or feeling vibrations of a train, but not seeing one. I said, hey, God, what's, what's going on here? And God said, hey, just like the rever- re- reverberate." Those things, the noise, the noise of the train, <laughs> the noise of the train coming, and you don't hear, I just want to let you know there's a, tra- there's a train coming to Michigan, and the train, train's name is Revival, and so we do believe that. We believe that the greatest days of Michigan are ahead of us and not behind us. I honestly do believe with all my heart that what, I, that what Michigan saw in the early 60s, 70s, even 80s of a move of God, even at the central part of Michigan, I believe God's going to do something similar, but even greater in impact. You know what's crazy? I can believe that. Here's the question to you. Oh, you guys good? This is, it's awesome you got the Presbyterian Church today. Thank you so much. I'm going to go down the liturgy right now. I'm sorry. I'm fired. Like I said, can we just get a little bit excited about church? Can we tell ourselves that we're happy today? Man, I'm fired up today. Okay. okay. I just said, revival, revival. Where does it start? Not from the pastors. It starts from the people. And, man, I believe a church, man, that, that hell is scared of is a church that just doesn't believe, just the pastors don't believe, but the people do. Can we just be a revived church? Let's, let's awaken ourselves in what God's doing. But, but anyways, a great vision. I do believe it. We're going to start seeing some great things. Forty-five people in the, last, in the last four weeks have gotten saved in this church. Forty-five people. little shout-out, too, for you guys. Actually, next weekend, right after service, can we just even gather around in the lobby? We actually have our first baptism here at New Wave Church. People going public with their faith. This isn't some closet relationship that I'm ashamed to tell everyone in the world that I'm a follower of Jesus. We're going public with with our relationship. So next week, we got some people getting baptized right there. We're going to celebrate them. But if you want to get baptized, that is your weekend. We're going to celebrate you. And all it is, really, guys, here it is. You're just going public with your faith. What's already been taken, faith and baptism, has already been a spiritual work in your soul. That what has been dead has been now revived or awakened, something brand new. And all you're doing is getting the water to symbolize that. Isn't that awesome? Now, cool things happen with that, but we're just being obedient. Of course, in the book of John, we see, uh, in the, all through the Gospels, Jesus actually got baptized, not because he was a sinner, right? He was sinless. He's a sinless, spotless lamb, right? But what's amazing about Jesus is he did it as an example to us. So sometimes we do that a lot. Tithing can be one of those. I'm just going, I'm going Professor uh, Chris right now, uh, Aaron. And uh, Jordan, Jordan was actually in our Bible college out in the, in the uh, West Coast, so she's here today. But uh, you know what's amazing about these things? A lot of the things we, we wonder, should I do that or not, as like it's an, like, like optional. Like, should I tithe or should I not? It's like, no, there's commands all over the Bible. You're like, well, I don't really like that. No, but if you love him, we do those things. Does that make sense? We don't do those things to earn his love. We do those things in a response to his love. That's why we're grateful. That's why, that's why we love to give. It speaks of what Jesus has done for us. But anyways, enough with that. We're going in right here. We're going on the Holy Spirit. Don't get afraid, but we're going in, okay? We are starting a new series today called The Holy Spirit. And uh, yes, he is. He's one of the, uh, the persons of the Godhead. He is a he. He is a person. But why I love to go into this is this has been a topic that's been highly debated, highly misconstrued. And so if you have any crazy stories that's happened in churches that say, man, we love the Holy Spirit too, and you're like, whoa, where's the doors? Where's the doors? Now, just to say, just calm down. This is going to be an awesome, awesome four weeks. 
We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about these ideas in the Bible called gifts. We're going to talk about how he empowers the believer. We're going to talk about things even next week. And what's crazy is like we, we have no problem decorating and, and celebrating darkness in our area around Halloween. But when we talk about something that's supernatural, we're like, oh, I don't know if I like that. No, it's like, no, that, this is the truth of, of the reality that that is a dimension that exists. So we're going to talk about that um, even, even uh, next week. But I know all of us, I believe, want to experience the pages of Scripture. We want to see our faith come alive. We want to see the supernatural take place. Or how, here's how I know, or you wouldn't be here. Okay, right? We're here to meet with God. We're here to experience, and we're here, uh, we're here to learn him uh, with our minds. We're here to come, come closer uh, to him with our, with our hearts. And I know for all of us in the room, too, we want to see our region change. And I'm just going to tell you this. We try to do that on our own initiative. It will not take place. Everything in which Jesus did, everything in which Jesus taught, the miracles that we see, you know, the things that we love. Now, of course, we go on in the book of Acts, seeing all those things take place. It was through the power and person of the Holy Spirit. Okay? He's present. He's here right now. Maybe even during service, you're like, um, 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 I like the way it feels in here. Okay, you like the, the vibes? That is the person of the Holy Spirit. It's his presence. And I, and I just believe this. I, I feel like a lot of times in our churches, we push him so far out. They're like, hey, we're going to do this. Holy Spirit, if you would like to join us, feel free to do that. Like, no, that's not this church. Everything in which we do. We were talking to the worship band before. I'm like, man, um, we're going we're gonna to wait until to transition when it's time. Does that make sense? It's like we have no problem going to long, long movies and wasting our time. But when it comes to meeting with God, it's like, man, let's speed this up a little bit. No, 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 no. Eternity is changed in these environments. I met God at 17 at a youth camp in an environment that was created to know God personally. I've never been the same. You guys with me today? So I just want to apologize on behalf of maybe some churches that have moved in the Spirit but haven't taught the Holy Spirit. Or how about this? Churches have been so good at teaching who the person is, you don't see the Holy Spirit operating at all. I apologize to both ends of the bookend. I would say this, I want to teach about him and I want to experience him in this place. I love what A.W. Tozer writes this. If the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. 95%. Then he goes on to say this. If the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop. And everybody would know the difference. That's powerful. Just, it's like a good cup of coffee right there. Think about it. Remove the Holy Spirit to the book we read. Wouldn't it be anything to read? Oh, okay, these guys knew this Messiah, promised Messiah rose from the grave. That's awesome. And then it ends. There's a whole nother life, friends, beyond the grave that you and I get to participate in for us to know God at a deeper level. And I have met somebody, and again, I'm going to step over here a little bit. I have met pastors and friends of mine that have been changed in environments where the Holy Spirit was honored. But you know what's crazy? When they plant their churches, they get so afraid of the opinion of the crowd, they don't recreate the environments in which they were changed in. Not this church. I was changed at altars. I was changed at response times. I was changed at, man, I was struggling with this, but man, I'm going to church on Sunday, I'm going to get right with God. And see, these are the environments. And what we're going to do here at New Wave Church, we're going to recreate that same environment. That's like, man, are you so heavenly minded, you're not earth, like practically earthly? No, no, no. Why do we have to choose one or the other? See, we get to engage and be a part of this relationship called 
His name is the Holy Spirit. So if you can, turn with me to book of Acts chapter 2. And anytime you turn to Acts chapter 2, everyone gets crazy. It's a little scared. Oh, Acts chapter 2. Okay, go ahead. and You guys could turn there. You could put your other finger in Ephesians chapter 5. We're going double today. A little double barrel preaching today. Two passages. Acts chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 5. All right. If you do not have a Bible, it will be up on the screen. All right, here we go. Let's read. When the day of Pentecost arrived, basically Pentecost means this, 50. That's Pentecost. Okay, 50, so don't get afraid, okay? What's amazing? Sorry, I'm fired up today. It's amazing how much that we're like, oh, the Holy Spirit, oh, they go to the, the Holy Spirit's at Pentecostal churches. It's like, no, no, he is a part of the church. But it's amazing that somehow the Pentecostal church, it's like we have stock in the Holy Spirit. You want some Holy Spirit? I'll go to the Pentecostal church. No, it's never intended that way. That's kind of, I kind of want to break that reality. Can I do that today? Can I, can I kick over that sacred cow? That's basically what I'm doing. No, he's a part of every church. But when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Okay, and, and it said, and divided tongues as fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were filled, they were filled, say filled, they were filled. It's the idea of a container, actually, if you look in the, in the original language, like a container being filled up to overflowing. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, or tongues or languages, as the Spirit gave them utterance, right? They weren't speaking on their own accord, okay? They were speaking uh, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, and I love this, devout men. These are like religious individuals from every nation under heaven. That's a cool church. I want that church, right, babe? Yeah. Every nation and culture under heaven. Come on, bring it on. on. We moved to the right place, Michigan. Nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. Right? In their natural minds, they're trying to wrap their hand around a supernatural event. Okay, skipping to verse 11. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed, amazed, and perplexed, the idea of doubt, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said they are filled with new wine. Say new wine. New wine, new wine. You know what's amazing about the response of the Holy Spirit? Every single week this takes place. There's always three responses to a move of the Spirit. What are the three responses? People are amazed. Man, this is like, man, I know, like, I get excited on Sundays and people are fired up at a game. We're rooting with people that are wearing, you know, uh, uh, tights and spandex running across the field with a ball. Like, I get fired up about that. It's amazing. But, man, I'm amazed that, man, people get excited about the things of God. Isn't that wild? It's like, man, we're so, we're, we're, we're almost, like, amazed that people are like, man, they actually believe, they're actually fired up about what they, about what they read. Now, no, we are. See? See, we're amazed. Some people are amazed, but some are perplexed. Like, man, Really? Like, like, come on. Like, is that really going, like, is this supernatural thing really taking place? Some doubted. But then here's the other, here's the other audience. They mocked. You know what's wild I found with this subject of the Holy Spirit? All of us find ourselves in one of those camps. I have, let's just say, I have found myself in the early days. I remember um, when, uh, probably uh, fifth grade, riding the bus, and a kid on the bus, none of this is my notes, on the bus said, hey, um, you see that church over there? Again, I was in attending church. I wasn't raised in the church. He goes, yeah, um, that church over there, you know what they do? They speak in other languages. 
they speak in other languages. So like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, like, they speak in, like, Chinese. And they said, I'm all, that's weird. Why? Because I mocked it. Then other people, like I said, are, are doubting. Like, man, I've, I've heard of churches like these, but, man, I don't really know how I find myself in this. And then others are amazed. And they're able to get in in all of that. Can I just tell you this? I believe this in this series. I believe all of us are going to take a step. I believe in the vote to the mock man. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's even this step of like, man, I'm kind of perplexed about it. But, man, I do believe. Man, could you join the club? Let's be amazed at the person of the Holy Spirit. He's awesome. He's a person, and he does have moods. You can grieve him. Now, he's not moody. Is that awesome? He's not moody. You don't know how he's going to, oh, how's the Holy Spirit going to be today? No, no. He's amazing. Same yesterday, today, and forever. He still operates that way. But he does have moods. Ephesians chapter 5, okay? We talked about, just kind of point, highlight this idea, new wine, right? They're filled with new wine, the mockers thought. Ephesians chapter 5, what it says here. Chapter, 18, uh, chapter 5, verse 18 through 21 says, And do not get drunk with, with what? Wine. wine. Wine's being brought up. Okay, just like what we read in Acts chapter 2. Don't get drunk with wine, for that is a debauchery, but be filled. So don't, it's this idea. Don't be drunk, but be filled. Don't be drunk, come on, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. I love it. This is good stuff right here. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So I'm, I wanted a little bit of a, of, a, of a wild sermon title today. Is that cool? I just feel like I've fired up this weekend. I'm like, man, I feel like a youth pastor this week. I was so excited. Here's the title of my message today, Under the Influence. Under the Influence. I'm going to pray. God, I just want to thank you so much. Lord, I just want to thank you, God, that you're not spooky. I want to thank you, God, you don't force us to do anything. God, I want to thank you, God, that, that God, you can speak to us. And, God, we could say, God, things that are, that are so profound and could change lives. But, God, we know we're not that smart. You did it. So God, I even pray for the next few minutes. God, I would pray for anything. God, I know, God, we're in a season right now. God, it is. There's a spiritual dimension. God, there's, there's, there's neighborhoods celebrating. As much as we are meeting here, going after the things of the light, there are things in this area that are going after the dark. So God, we want to thank you, God, that your power, God, is not only just a, a real power, it supersedes that of this other darkness. So God, we love you today. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm saying this kind of like half serious, half joking. Have you ever um, noticed how much alcohol affects people? You ever notice that? Like you've been to some of those like weddings where it's like the shy guy becomes talkative. You know that? Like at weddings, it's like, you know, homeboy has something to drink. You know that. Kicks a couple back and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like he's come out of his shell. Shy, talkative guy. And then you have the person that's kind of freaked out, always afraid about everything. And all of a sudden they have a couple drinks and they're bold. Like, man, let's, you want to, you want to do something crazy right now? They get bold. Or maybe the person, that, the quiet person, that they can't shut their mouth. You know what I mean? It's like, man, they never talk, but it's, man, they get a couple of drinks, and it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I use that example. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to condone anything, any debauchery or drunkenness. I'm not trying to do that, especially for individuals that struggle in this area. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to make a lot of it, but I do want to say this. It is interesting that Paul uses this description. Okay, in, in the book of Ephesians, and we read it in the book of Acts that Luke wrote, that this similarity between somebody that is drunk and somebody that is filled with the Spirit. 
Isn't that interesting that the reason why Paul uh, would, would address this is because what I've noticed when you begin to study the scriptures is that people take these way out of context. Oh, don't get drunk with wine before the Spirit. Then they're like this. Let me get plastered and then go after the things in the Spirit. It's like, no, 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 no. That's a contradiction to the scriptures. Here's the invitation. Here's the reality is that, but when we're filled with the Spirit, here's the first thing that's going to take place. We get bold. We get bold. When we invite him, and you might, Pastor Chris, what's this filling of the Spirit? Here's the idea. It's a second experience outside of salvation that when the Holy Spirit, here's the idea, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit resides in your, in your spirit, right? But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, now the Holy Spirit guides you. You see the difference? We allow him to lead us. But because we aren't under the influence, under the influence we get bold. Here's the Peter. Look at his life. Doubt, you remember Peter? Denied Jesus three times. There was like a young girl at a burn barrel. And he's afraid of her. And how she's going to go and spread this thing about, oh, he was, he was one with, with, he was with Jesus. He was one of his disciples. He denies Jesus three times. Of course, in the book of John, we see him restored. Amazing, amazing passage. Feed my sheep, feed my sheep. But then you go to the book of Acts. Just days later, Jesus ascends into heaven. Acts chapter 2 takes place. And now it says when they were all together, they were filled. They were filled. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Begin to have this supernatural moment, talks about this in the book of Corinthians. They begin to spoke in other languages. But what's amazing about Peter's life as a narrative story, what's amazing about Peter is he got bold. Come with me. On one occasion, he denies him three times. In another occasion, Acts chapter 2 happens. Thousands of people are in an area. And in Acts chapter 2, the later part of the passage, Peter preaches the greatest message in the world. What took place? The person of the Holy Spirit. I believe a lot of individuals, why, again, they, they follow Jesus for years and years and years, but they never, ever increase in the area of boldness. It's because I ask the question, do you know the Holy Spirit? Have you invited him into your life to lead you? Not that awesome feeling when you get saved. You know that floaty feeling? Gosh, this is awesome. I'm free. You know, it's a, no, that's the Holy Spirit. But the second experience is now the Holy Spirit guides and leads you. Look what happens in Acts chapter 4, verse 31. You guys with me today? You guys spooked out a little bit? Hope not. This is amazing. Verse 31 says, and when they had prayed, okay, they were just locked up in jail. The place in which they were gathered together was shaking, and they were all filled. They were, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continuing to speak the word of God with boldness. You know what's amazing about boldness? We are only one bold decision away from changing the future. I look back at my life. Like, I'm talking about, like, crossroads. Like, man, am I going to go this way or go this way? Am I going to, like, actually live out this thing called Christianity in my faith, or am I going to fall off this way? Every single moment, this is God's kindness. The, the, the theological word is his sovereignty, his all power, and then also aligned with his providence, which is that certain moment that there was always someone that came along and was bold on my behalf. So, yeah, I see that you're struggling. See that you're having a, a difficult time with this. And they would share something so bold. I look back now following Jesus over 20 years. It was a move of the Holy Spirit through that person. One bold decision. Friends, I can't tell you we're all in that situation. We are going to see revival in this area. And I'm just going to tell you this. You want to see how that's going to take place? Boldness. Boldness. I think sometimes we shouldn't be asking what will they think. But what if I don't? 
Isn't that a better question in the hour in which we live in right now? And if we could even break off this idea of the fear of man. I love, I love what my wife said um, you know, before the service today. is like, man, don't care about what people think around you. Gosh, what would that do in our faith? I believe we'd have more of a relation with God on, on one hand, but we'd also be able to change eternity. But it's boldness. It's what's the first thing that happens is they were, they were filled with the Spirit and then they acted in boldness. Secondly, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we get loud. We get loud. You met those people? They have a couple? And they're like loud. It's like, man, we're loud too. It's wild. You know what's crazy about um, teenagers? Again, they're not here. I'm not going to point any, any one of them out. But, man, they're great sermon illustrations. They don't like when parents are loud. <laughs> have a good day at school. I love you. Here, same time. After church, I'll meet you in the same place. Okay. They don't like loud, do they? You know what's crazy is Christians are called to be loud. We're called to be loud. Not, not obnoxious, there's a difference. But there's something in our faith that is loud, isn't it? Because even as I was talking about that stuff about politics and all that stuff early on, forgive me, but I'm not asking for forgiveness. But uh, there's a loudness to it, isn't it? Because it requires the person of the Holy Spirit. I love Acts chapter 4, verse 50. I'm using Peter all through this message, just to let you know, because I love his life. It's a lot like us, isn't it? We start off in one place, and we're like, man, we're denying Jesus, or man, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then we have this encounter with God. That's one thing, too, uh, just to give you a little core, core value here at New Wave Church, is, man, we always want to provide environments for people to encounter God. So we believe in any Sunday, people can enter into this relationship on a deeper level. It's awesome. Anyways, Acts chapter 4, verse 15 through 20 says this. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, again, Peter's arrested again, kind of getting in trouble, talking about Jesus. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they, con they conferred with one another, saying, what shall we do with these men? They're bold, aren't they? Their boldness got them in trouble. But that's a whole other message, isn't it? Their boldness got them in trouble. What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Go on. But in order that it may spread no further among the people, this is what they want to do, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Does that sound familiar? That's right now. This is, I'm reading like 2,000 years ago. But I will. No, just kidding. Here's what he says. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach all in the name of Jesus. But, I love buts in scripture. <laughs> it's awesome. But, there's so many life-changing moments in a but in scripture. Here's one of them. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge, for we cannot for we, this will preach all by itself, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and what we have heard. Guys, hear, me, hear, me, hear my heart. I believe as society gets louder, the church needs to get louder. It does. No more quiet faith. This is the thing that broke my heart, and, but also at the same time, on the on, on same things, almost out of two sides of my mouth. It was 
horrid what took place during COVID. Awful. But when it came to the local church, as all of us experienced, is now we had to come to a place of believing. Am I actually going to live out what I profess? Guys, can I tell you, it will never be the same again. Do you know we're not going back? You guys realize that? Are you guys with me today? I'm boldness here. We're not going back to how it was in 2020, 2019. Everything is going to change. But here's what's amazing about it. We don't have to be afraid. We should have to be more excited than anything else. Is that, you know what? My God is going to show himself. There's a great revival going to take place. But, man, we're living in a season right now. It's like, man, everyone gets louder, but the church becomes quiet. No, we're not doing that. We're going to be kind. We're going to be loving. We're going to be respectful. But we're not, but we're not going to be quiet. I believe in our world right now, we're living in a day that, man, they're telling us how to raise our kids. Telling, they're defining marriage. <laughs> you read the first couple chapters of this? Marriage is pretty much already decided, didn't it, right? Do people preach like this anymore? Is that okay? Can I just be real? God's already defined. God already decided. There's no reason to actually like try to meet up and decide. No, it's already decided. Long time ago. Telling us what marriage is. Telling us, unless you comply, I will cancel you. So we get quiet. I felt like this prophetically. Prophetically. Here's, here's the idea of prophetically. I believe God gave me a download. Give you in that language is something last night I'd like to convey to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe this is what God said. He said this. This is a day for lions, not lambs. He says that if you are bold for me, I will be bold for you. I believe so many of us want to see the things in Scripture. I sure do. But, but, but what separates individuals that do and individuals that don't? I promise you it's this. It's a people that are bold and it's a people that are loud about what they believe. Michigan, I love you guys so much. I'm a part of you now. I got grafted into this sucker. I'm in. One thing I, again, a, a little bit off topic, I, I remember even in the early days thinking about Michigan, talking about revival, all this stuff, I always had that picture. Because there's lions everywhere here. Of course, there's a sports team. But there's something I believe that is how God makes the natural things, uses the natural things as supernatural. I believe what I love about this state more than anything is there's a, like I said, it's just Coach Campbell caught, it, caught on to it more than the church did. Here's what Coach Campbell said. Man, there's a grit in, this, in these people here. And what does he do? He rides that thing as much as possible. He takes on the Green Bay Packers at the same time. Come on, somebody. But I think it's also, too, when I think about this state, it is a lion. I have been in a lot of states so most of my time on the West Coast, moved to Texas, been to Pennsylvania, been all over the place. There is no other place that I have felt more like a lion than this state. Here's the problem. The enemy right now, here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to condemn this place with shame, guilt, and what do I have to offer? It is a toxicity in the land. And so what happens? The warriors go home, flip the TV on, grab a six-pack, and have a good old time. They're a lion. You, this state is called to wake up in this hour more than ever because I know the devil right now. It's a, he will deceive, but know what he'll do? He'll keep people quiet. It is time. One of the things I've loved in the last few weeks seeing men getting saved. Know why? They're the lions. They're the lions. They're the ones going to lead their families. They're going to lead their spouses. They're going to lead their marriages. Man, kids, guess what? It says when a dad knows Jesus, you know the, 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 the statistically of how many more of the kids will know Christ? 
Sorry, dads, if you don't know Jesus here, I am speaking to you. It's time in this hour to rise, man. It's time not caring about what the person is doing around you. It's like, man, God wants to use your grit and your manhood for the kingdom. That's what he wants to do. He's into that stuff. He's what we do. We feel like, man, we're going to come to Jesus, and then what's going to happen? He's going to take away everything. Yeah, he does. He sets us free, breaks off addiction. There's things like that. They they don't go with this anymore. But it's like, you think he's going to take away your tenacity and your fearlessness and the idea of being a man? No. He empowers it. If there's anything I see in our nation right now, and I'm just kicking over stuff all over today, is he wants to make men weak. That's what the devil wants to do. God has a plan. God has a plan. What does he want to do? He wants us to get bold, church. You guys with me? He wants us to get loud and thoroughly. When he fills us, he wants us to get daring. Daring, daring. Um, one of the guys in our church, I love hearing the stories of, of their own personal stories of how what's being taught on Sundays is impacting their personal life. He says, it's crazy. He goes, a couple weeks ago, I had this coworker, and he goes, I had this moment, a daring moment. So, well, what do you mean? He said, I just have felt because of everything that's going on in our world right now, He's like, God has been putting on my heart for weeks that I got to let this guy know what's true. I got to tell him. Like, no more, like, lunch meetings and it's, like, on to the next thing. He goes, I've known this guy too much, and I have a heart for this guy, and he needs to know. He goes, he said this. He goes, he goes Pastor Chris, he goes, something came over me. <laughs> know what I love about that? All he said is the Holy Spirit. What he did, he came over me, and then he had a daring move. He said, I began to share everything about my life, the Jesus I found, or actually the Jesus that found me, and my life is incredibly different. Because I had to tell him about Jesus. This is the fun part about being a follower of Jesus. This is what makes us not just as professors of faith, but ones that actually engage it in our society. What does that look like? We're filled with the Holy Spirit. What happens is we become bold, we become daring, and we become, sorry, we become loud and we become daring. Acts chapter 3, verse 4 through 7. And Peter directed his gaze at him, talking about the the lame man at the gate beautiful. This is where we're at. I'm all over the place, but all these things are taking place with Peter. Peter directed his gaze at him and, and did John and said, look at us, and he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive from them. Just a person, right, lame, at the gate, beautiful, getting alms or like little offerings as they're on their way to, on, on their way to the prayer meeting. And it says, no, he, he fixed his eyes on me, he said, but Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. I love it. This is what happens when you're filled with the Spirit. It's like, man, you think your pocketbook's uh, your, your wallet's empty? It's like, no, 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 you got a lot to offer. It says this, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made, with, made strong. You know what's amazing about testimonies? They always have to do with the test. Every testimony has a test. And what is amazing about the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, is that when he, like I said, gets in our business, when we think we're going to do this and we allowed him, allow him to lead us, there are incredible things that take place. Just a few weeks ago, I got stories for days. Just a few weeks ago, we were in uh, Frankenmuth. You guys heard that place? Come on. Give me some of that Zenders. Keep it coming. Get you fried chicken? Yes, I would. Okay. 
There's this, there was this lady here. No, I actually don't think I see her here today. She's going to come join this church. She's going to be a part of it. But waitress there. It's a crazy how the Holy Spirit, just giving you some practicalities in this, is the Holy Spirit gives you impressions. So as she's kind of serving us our fried chicken, she's the most joyous lady ever. Here's some cranberry. Here's some, it's like, what else are you going to bring us? Okay, it's like, you know, it's like cake, you know, uh, what, you know, green beans, all this stuff, right? Corn, you guys hungry? All this stuff is coming out. And there's just something, I had an impression, I'm all, God wants to, God wants to touch this lady today. It's amazing about when you've been spending time where you have history with God, there's these moments that seem so normal, become powerful, life-changing moments. And what happens is, is we learn to know what his presence and his voice sounds like. Normal times become extraordinary. So we're at this table. Um, uh, Aubrey and I are meeting with the, this couple. And then she's, you know, it's been there like 11 or 12 years. And I just had this impression to pray for her. You can just tell, you know, when you're around somebody, like, man, this person has some back, had some hard times. And it's like the Holy Spirit just gave me a download. Pray for her safety and her children. Like, oh, really, right here with the mashed potatoes, Jesus? Like, right here? You want to do, do this right here? So, anyways, uh, she came up to bring us our bill. And it's just, again, at this moment, here's the test. Are you going to engage or not? It's this window of a second. It's like one millionth of a second. This is your moment. Are you going to be a believer? All right, she's serving me. I guess I'll kind of offer something to her. I said, hey, uh, her name was Megan. I said, hey, Megan, um, I said, thank you so much. You're so kind. You've been so kind to us today. Serving, I mean, you are so good at what you do. I said, do you mind if I pray for you? And she kind of stops for a second. She said, I would love that. Right, right there, zenders, right up front. We pray for her. I just started, it's amazing, when you're in tune with God, you get downloads. I'm like, man, I don't know what to pray. And it's beginning to contend for her family, for uh, her future husband, begin to contend for her kids. And she is weeping right there in the restaurant. I'm using that just like a hot off the press example. When I look at the early believers, it was common. They were naturally supernatural and supernaturally natural. I believe that's how God wants all of us to be. So I encourage you through this series, and we're going to give cool opportunities, is to go all the way in. Like I said, God wants to use us in a mighty way. And I don't know about you, I'm not in any season to play church anymore. I don't want to show up on Sundays, got to raise my hands, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like everything changes on Monday. No, God's, like think about this, his message, we are his hands and his feet to extend to this world. And one moment could change somebody's life. One invitation could change someone's destination. It only takes that one opportunity. Could you stand on your feet today as we close? God, we just honor you in this environment today. So I want to thank you, God, that your word reveals truth itself. So I want to thank you, God, that you have a special plan. So I want to thank you, God, that this opportunity, God, to move and operate in the Holy Spirit, God, isn't for the elite. God, it isn't, God, just for the kind of the the leaders in the church. But, God, we're called the priesthood of all believers. So, God, I even pray, God, for the next few minutes, God, that you would encounter people. God, that you would move in. God, I would pray, Lord, even for all of us, using kind of a metaphor of a house. I'd even say this, God, you have access to every room in the house. God, the basement. God, to the attic. You have all access. 
got last three things to share to you today. You're like, hey, Pastor Chris, I want what you're serving. I want to experience what you're talking about today. And again, this is going to be a very special moment. It's not going to be, like I said, it's going to be a, a moment that we get to just receive what God has for us. I love what Luke chapter 11 says. It says this, verse 13, if, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? A gift, right? To those who ask for him. You know what's amazing? You might be asking this question. Pastor Chris, I've heard about this second experience. I'm going to actually talk about this more in depth last week, next week. In the book of Luke, it says this. Jesus said, hey, you wait in Jerusalem. Wait to, in Jerusalem. And what happens is the disciples ended up waiting. They were filled with the Holy Spirit just days from then. How do we receive the Holy Spirit, we ask? Like a gift. Like we do on Christmas in a couple months. We get gifts. The greatest gift to humanity is the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, it's to your advantage that I go. Why? So the helper can come. He is the one that's alive. We see God operating in the world because of the person of the Holy Spirit. I want to give that invitation today that we can receive him. So can we just do this today? Can we see him close our eyes? Can to bow our heads today? He said, hey, Pastor Chris, I want what you're preaching. I want to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, but I've never invited him into my life. I'm saved. I, I know that I have that relationship with Jesus, but man, I want to invite him in. That's you today. Like again, I'm not, nothing crazy is going to happen. I just want to, I just want to know who I'm talking to, do it, uh, to today. If that's you today, I'm just going to end up praying for you. That's you said, Pastor Chris, I want that relationship with the Holy Spirit today. I want to ask him into my heart. Just put your hand up real quick. I want to hear awesome right here, right here in the back. Awesome over here. I love it. Again, over here, another family in the back. Awesome. Would you see me do this? Can we just pray this together? Dear Jesus, real loud, everyone. Dear Jesus, I ask you for the Holy Spirit. Right now, I move everything out that doesn't belong to you, and I want the Holy Spirit today. From this day forward, when I feel it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be bold in a fearless world. I'm going to activate what God has called me to do. That's it. That's it. We'll talk more about the things that go, go inside with that. All it is is receiving a gift. Be attentive to the person of the Holy Spirit. And here's the second thing. You're like, okay, that's great. You, here's the second thing that happens. You receive him by faith. Just as much as you receive salvation by faith, we receive the person and gift of the Holy Spirit by faith. That's all it is. And then for those that have been filled with the Holy Spirit, I love this next part, stay filled up. What's amazing about that passage, Ephesians chapter 5, the Greek, the Greek word actually means this idea, constantly be filled. These last couple weeks, it's been amazing even as I've been spending time with God. I continue to pray this prayer like daily. Holy Spirit, fill me again today. Holy Spirit, fill me again today. It's like, I don't want to know you personally when I was 17 and not know you today. Would you fill me up again today? Who's even in the audience that say, Pastor Chris, I want a refilling of the Holy Spirit today. Do you want to hear awesome right here? Awesome right here in the back. Awesome. Family over here. That's awesome over here. Great. God, I even pray right now, God, from this, this wonderful woman over here, right here, gentleman in front, gentleman in the back, family over here. God, would you refill them full of your spirit today? 
I want to thank you, God, that we live in an hour and in, in an age, God, for the church to be activated. I even see in this in this I even see this week. I see it in eight days. In eight days, you're going to see individuals within your workplace come to faith in Jesus Christ. You needed this message. I believe it. I believe for those that have received the, the power of the Holy, the, the refilling of the Spirit, I do believe that things are going to be turned upside down this week. I believe it. I see it in the workplace. So God, we, we want all of you when you come in. This last audience today, we see 45 decisions in the last few weeks of people saying, man, I want to come to faith in Jesus. I just want to pray real quick, and we're going to end service today for two individuals, two audiences today. Say, man, you've fallen away from God. Today, Pastor Chris, even when you were talking, I feel it, I feel it, guys, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Prophetic, I feel it. He said, man, I don't feel like I'm worthy. Because when you were talking about the idea of being drunk, man, my alcoholism, my alcoholism is getting in front of me in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I feel it today. No shame, no shame. But I, I just, I know I'm talking to someone today. I feel like I'm talking to actually a handful of people. Maybe that's you today. Man, maybe you've walked away from God. And you want to come back to Jesus today, that's one audience. Maybe the second audience is this. You've never known him. He said, man, I've heard about, like, I see the cool churches when I drive by them, but I didn't know I could actually have a relationship with him. And Frank, can I tell you what's amazing about it? It's a, it's a gift to you. Jesus Christ came into the world to save us from our sin, the greatest need of humanity. If it was entertainment we needed, Jesus, God would have sent Taylor Swift. It's an economist, right? If it's an economist, God would have sent a Elon Musk. That wasn't our biggest need. Our biggest need was saving. So Jesus, for God, so God sent a Savior. That's an awesome. And know what we do? We receive that gift of salvation. That's you today. Again, both audiences. Either you want to return back to God today, or you want to put your faith in Jesus for the very first time today. Again, heads down, eyes closed. I just want to know who I'm speaking with today. I'm going to count to three. Today, maybe your, your heart's beating out of your chest. Amen. I know this is my moment to respond. Two, you're saying, man, I'm going to go in today. Three, I'm ready to commit my life to Jesus today. Anyone in the audience today? Go ahead and lift your hand up. Anyone here, lift your hand up. I see one guy right here in the middle. Cool, awesome, awesome. One individual here. Anyone else, man, want to come back to God? Put your faith in Jesus. So, God, we celebrate you today. God, we love you and honor you today. We're just going to go back to this last song. This going to be a special time. They'll dismiss us. We'll have a couple announcements. But can we get excited? Can we even just press in for this next song? I even feel like in the next few minutes, God's going to give us some downloads today. Amen? Amen. Amen.